0: And we're back. I don't even know what episode number we're on. Like 35. 35. Yeah. So back. We only really had one week off because we pre-recorded an episode, but it seems like forever. I know. I missed it. The Questions Podcast. I missed myself. Here we are. Pastor Mark. Pastor Miles. I think it's appropriate that we call it the Questions Podcast and not the Answers Podcast because I think that maybe we generate more questions than answers. That's why it's so captivating and intriguing. It just draws you in. Like A sponge. But we are here to bring you your spiritual minty freshness. And cold-blooded love. Apparently, that's what we're told. Yeah. So uh, I noticed you got a haircut today. I got a haircut today. We're like ready to record podcasts. Absolutely. Here we go. Fresh and ready.
1: Don't want, and minty. Minty freshness. And cold-blooded. But I mean, yeah, we don't want hair rubbing up against the mic and being all I, So I
0: I saw an Instagram post last night. From? There's a little special news in your family. You got a new dog. Yeah. Not you. Well, I, Garrett. Yeah. Pastor
1: Garrett got a dog. And they named the dog Vader? Yeah. Well, so we're hanging out at the fire. Yeah. In my backyard. We got a little pit back there, and we're hanging out. And they've been wanting to get this
0: dog. Yeah. And so should we call it a grand dog? Well, I
1: don't know Technically. I guess kind of like that. I, guess. Like I that. guess. It's uh, the first
0: step to other sort of grand things.
1: There you go. The grandioseness. Yeah. So... Um, well, what happens when couples get dogs is they get pregnant not too long after that's what right, happens in right. my in my experience.
0: But anyway, so when I met my wife, she had a dog, a huge dog. Well, there you go, a Saint Bernard, a monstrous big beast, slobbery, hundred and twenty five pounds Saint Bernard. Okay,
1: see, we had an English Mastiff.
0: What ooh, a beast! Ooh, yeah. Well, yeah, you know, Saint Bernard is an Alpine Mastiff. Yes,
1: yeah. So big thing. But anyway, he was, they, he
0: was technically a dry mouth Mastiff. Really, dry mouth Saint Bernard, and if if. You know, if he's a dry mouth, I would not want to see the wet mouth, the non-dry mouth. Is that what it is? Anyways, back to the story about the grand. Well, no. Dog.
1: So they're hanging out, and uh, they said, well, the, they were going to adopt this dog out because this family's moving across the states. And so, so
0: does that mean that the dog
1: is somewhat trained
0: from a previous family?
1: It's only nine months old, so I don't know how much training it's had. And it's a Belgian Malinois. Yeah,
0: the the fur missile isn't fur missile is what the police
1: officers call them. There's the one that's sent in there after the bad guy. I guess it's
0: fitting that it's called Vader.
1: Yes. Well, I mean it's Belgian. Vader is that's a Belgian name. Well, it was named Raider.
0: Oh. So you needed something that sounded
1: sounded like it because we didn't want to call the dog Raider because obviously we're from San Diego. We don't like the Raiders. What good thing ever came out of a Raider? That's not good. Yeah. No. So anyway, Raider haters. So yeah. Um, my Missy, my wife and I both yeah. about at the same time said, "How about
0: Vader? There you go."
1: And it has kind of a very black Vadery looking face. So anyway. We're big Star Wars fans, so it's all good. Hey. I wonder you know. if it snores, so. Probably. Yeah, so they're going to start training, and I'll see the dog tonight, so at the Connect Group. Awesome. Cool. So, and you're on a, you were on the um, journey of Paul Cruz?
0: Yes, indeed. We call it the Goose Cruise because it was David Guzik.
1: Okay. I was down here on the journey of Pablo Cruz. Oh, yeah? We were hanging out at the taco shops, mocking mm. you guys. Mm. You know, we were eating some amazing. How much Mexican food did you have in the last three weeks? Um... Uh, bagel.
0: None. Zero. Yeah. I did have some salsa with my, my eggs one morning. Oh, really? Yeah. On the cruise ship? Let me tell you, a cruise ship is like a nonstop smorgasbord of eating. No, a
1: cruise ship is a floating buffet table. That's exactly what yeah. it is. Yeah. Yeah.
0: I, I, well, okay. I generally eat like one meal a day. Mm hmm. Man. What? I, yeah, there were a couple times where I was feeling like I can't eat anymore. But then you think, oh, but they have, they have really good desserts up there on the 10th floor of the ship
1: and it costs money. So you want to get, you know, get a raise there,
0: so to speak, man, oh man, yeah, it was good. I, yeah, I ate like four meals a day.
1: Oh, wow, well, well, you know,
0: you know, it's awesome Four four small, sensible meals. Didn't gain a single pound. That's fantastic. That's amazing. I don't even know how that happened. I think you were, weren't you jogging? I did. I ran every day.
1: So, you, how does it to ride, run on a treadmill on a boat that's rocking?
0: Okay, that that did happen a couple of days. It is very challenging to run on a treadmill when the boat is doing the sway thing. Very challenging. I kept kind of bumping into the sides. But you know what? Everybody else on their treadmills were doing the same thing, so we all looked a little tipsy. Wow. Yeah, I like it. Fun. Yeah, it was it was fascinating. We had a great time. We took people to uh, Jerusalem, and uh, did the communion in the Garden Tomb. And oh that, I think that's always a very I've done moving that, yeah. thing for people. I think yeah, that that's is. a highlight for trips. And then the two days later, we were in Galilee. We baptized. I want to say twenty six people from our from our group. Where'd you baptize them at? In that in that baptism area there, the the one that Calvary Chapel and Chuck Smith helped develop. Right at the oh, right where they have the pigeon, all the different Bible, the, yeah, they, yeah, yeah. the verse it's, on the, the wall there. But they have the John three a, sixteen in every language you could imagine. Right, right.
1: Mm-hmm. And then it's in pigeon. Yes, which was great. Yes,
0: yeah. And, uh, you know, right as you're going in the door, they uh-huh. got a picture of someone baptizing a couple. And who's the guy baptizing the couple? Chuck. Chuck Smith. That's it. Yeah. So. And then, you know, have you baptized people there? At Absolutely. And um, there's little little baby catfish. You yes. come and nibble at your heels. You get like an unintentional a little, a little pedicure. pedicure. Yeah. yeah. A little pedicure. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I told everybody that came down, like, hey, don't freak out. There's going to be some fish. Come nibble at your heels. So.
1: Nothing like the great white sharks here. Yeah. Did you see where you were gone? There I didn't a, pay attention to any news. 19-foot great white shark. In San Diego? Uh, yes. Where at? Grabbed a hold. I think it was outside of Oceanside. Ooh. Uh, grabbed a hold of some guy's kayak. Yikes. And proceeded to chew on it with him in there. And so. What did he do? See, I originally heard it was at the Boy Scout camp in Catalina, but then now I hear it's in there. Um, th- th- it left him alone after it didn't taste didn't good. Didn't realize that, oh, that's plastic. I don't he like did plastic. get to keep the um, teeth, though. It left some teeth in the kayak.
0: Really? Yeah,
1: that'd be a great, you know. Wow, make necklace. a necklace
0: out of that one. Yeah.
1: So, boy, oh boy. That,
0: that's a news story and uh Speaking of news yeah. stories, you got news? I got a news story. I saw this one a couple of weeks ago while I was floating oh, in the Mediterranean. Oh, you were relishing, weren't you? You were saving this one. This one it seemed fitting. South Jersey women charged for cheating at church bingo. Investigators say, "Oh, whoa! Seventy-one year old and a thirty-eight year old. They they cheated by taping the called numbers on their thing, and they called out bingo to win a nearly two hundred dollar prize." And Haven't they, got, they ever they heard the story of Ananias and Sapphira? Apparently not. Oh, do, do not rip God off! Jeez. Yeah. So they wow. got they got in trouble there in Jersey, wow. for cheating at the church bingo. Wow, man! Oh man! Were they arrested? It I doesn't really say. Crucified? It. What do they Police do? in New Jersey say church bingo went awry after an allegation that two players had taped called numbers onto their okay. card to claim bingo win. It goes awry? Awry. Is that yeah. short? Sure? Was there like a riot? A-W-R-Y.
1: Awry. 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 Sounds so official. I can't believe that was news.
0: Awry means away from appropriate. No, no, I know. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. All right, good. Mm-hmm. Out of the norm. Yeah, out of yeah, the norm. So to speak. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah, so that's... What kind of church was it? Well, one that offers bingo. We don't have bingo. Does it say what church it was? Oh, St. Maria Goretti Church Hall. Our blessed mother of acceleration. There you go. Hmm. Another news story. Survey of 2,000 Americans found that average American hasn't made a new friend in five years. People are having a hard time making friends. You know what that tells us? They're not at cross-connection church. No, you can't help it. You're going to make friends here. living life in connection. Whether you
1: like it or not. Right. Yeah. I mean, we're aggressively friendly here. Is that what we are? We're
0: aggressively friendly. And spiritually minty fresh with cold-blooded love. Yeah. Well, that's to back it up.
1: Right. If anybody gets, uh, you know, if anything goes awry. There you go. There's going to be some cold-blooded
0: love. I would say so. Yes. No no church bingo here but we do have life in connection. No church bingo. Yeah, cuz uh, apparently you don't make friends at church bingo. You just get in trouble for cheating.
1: I cannot believe they cheat. Gambling at bingo. and cheating. Nothing sacred. To
0: win 200 bucks. Like,
1: yeah, I mean, really? So, Is that really? it? Sold your soul and lost your friends for 200 bucks?
0: Man oh man. Man. Wow. St. Maria Goretti Church Hall. Goretti. Yeah, I probably said that wrong. That's okay. Goretti. No, it looks right. Goretti. Yeah? mm mm-hmm. Mhm. Well, Mm -hmm. you should... Is that Italian? I would assume so. St. Maria Goretti? Yeah, I think so. You were in Rome? I was in Rome. There's a lot of churches in Rome. You went to the church there, and there was a a church service, and how big was it? Okay, so, well, our little apartment that we stayed at was, oh, 200 yards from St. Peter's Square, which is right in front of St. Peter's Basilica at the entry to Vatican City, and uh, we were there on a Sunday, which they have Sunday Mass, and not only did they have Sunday Mass, but the... The, the Papa, Pope. Uh, what's his name? Pope Francis, right? I don't know. They Francis. keep changing popes on me. Yeah. 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 Not Benedict anymore. Pope Francis. Uh, he, Seriously, he was, Francis? Yeah. He was canonizing five new okay. saints. Okay.
1: I always love that word, canonizing. As a yeah. kid, I thought, are they really sticking people in a canon? canon? Yeah. I want to be canonized. They're
0: canonizing some saints and pastorizing some pastors. Oh, man. They they canonized five saints. Four of them were ladies.
1: I'd light the fuse. Yeah.
0: And then he had a he had a, a mass. Four lady? They canonized four lady? Four ladies. lady saints. Yeah. New saints. They're whipping
1: saints. They're pulling santos out of nowhere.
0: Yeah, yeah. Well, so then they had mass. But okay, so they started lining up to go into St. Peter's Square at like five in the morning. Just tons and tons of people from all over the world. And uh, St. Peter's Square holds 60,000 people in it. So wow. this, they got the mega church thing going on there in St. Peter's Square. And who, who stacks the chairs? They did have a whole bunch of plastic chairs out there. Really? They just kind of left them there. Yeah. They just stay there all the time? I guess so. You know, they have weekly mass. So wow. we went in there. We went into St. Peter's uh, Basilica. It's quite a place. i got to say one thing for the Catholics. It's pretty epic. they got some crazy words. Canonized and
1: pasteurized. Well, and, uh, no, pasteurized is going cheese and milk I in America. I know. And then uh,
0: Mass. Mass. Transubstantiation.
1: Yeah, they got some, they got terms. And they got hand signals. Yes. I mean, the last time I saw a hand signals like that was like at a Padres Padre game. Padres game, yeah. They yeah. got all these hand signals. And blessings and We need some hand signals. And confessions and sacraments. Yeah, and... they got a lot of stuff.
0: Mm, We're yeah. kind
1: of behind the, the curve here. Maybe. We need some, we got to make up some words and, well, minty freshness, I guess. There you go.
0: Yeah, yeah Rome was fun. Yeah ate a lot of pasta. How was the pizza. pizza? How was the oh, pizza? Good stuff. Some of it was amazing. Yeah. You know what was really good. Dominoes. You, know, you, know, you know what the Trevi is? Is there a is? Domino's in Rome? That oh, I sure got to know. Come on. There probably is. We didn't go there. Uh, you know what the Trevi fountain is in Rome? You ever heard about the Trevi? That's when you throw the count, the yeah, coins yeah, in. Yeah, the coins, the coins. Uh, it's huge, but right next to the Trevi fountain, we found some of the mess- best gelato. Ooh. Oh. And it was it was massive. I mean, I got a two scooper. Double scoop. Now listen. I got to say, Esco, Esco Gelato is good. It is. Esco Gelato is good. But a two-scooper the... at Esco Gelato was like a quarter of the size of Trevi Fountain Gelato. Really? Gelato. It was amazing. Hmm. Yeah, I had a hard time eating it. But I ate it. I now, one for this, the this
1: fountain, is that the one that they did the movie
0: of? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You throw three coins. So, apparently, the first coin uh, assures that you're going to come back to Rome. Uh-oh. The second coin assures you're going to fall in love. The third coin, that you're going to get married. I read this on Wikipedia because I wanted to check. Yeah. Um, But I figured, I I got all three of those down already. This is my second time. Our listeners have to
1: tell us what that movie was. I don't know. There was a movie where a
0: gal was in Rome and, yeah, guys are falling in love with her. Fountain movie.
1: It's not not when
0: in Rome, was it? No. Uh, Da-da-da-da. Rome with love. Uh, Oh. No, that's probably not it. I bet if I call my wife, she would know. Trevi Fountain. She probably would. Come on, Wikipedia's got it. Oh, my wife knows more than Wikipedia. Trevi Fountain in pop culture. Uh, They say nothing. Really? Yeah, I don't know. I'm going to call her later and find out. Oh, coin throwing. Let's see here. Three coins. Academy Award winning song. I'm telling you, man. Okay, yeah. This was the theme of the 1954s, Three Coins in the Fountain. Okay, but there was another movie, modern movie like that. Oh, they were, just, they were just ripping off an old movie from the 50s. Oh, of course they were. It's, it's a pretty epic place, and you know what's cool is right above the top of it, it says Benedictus, which is kind of the family name. Yeah. So I was Did kind you get of something free, kind free of like as the, an official? It was kind of like the Benedictus, the fountain. It's, it's our fountain. It's your fountain. And then we go to the Coliseum. What's it say on the side of the Coliseum? Benedictus. So I'm gonna just claim the fountain and the Coliseum It's just part of my. Family. You
1: should have gotten like a soccer jersey with your name on the
0: back. Right. I bet you would have been really famous yeah. over there. So, so yeah, it's ours. Cool. If anybody wants to know, it's De Benedictus's fountain. Benedictus. Well, we're gonna to have to find out what that movie is for sure because well, we'll, we'll do that you. later. All we'll right. Do that later. Yeah. So um, there we go. Hmm. Those are my those are my news stories.
1: Well, we were, you know, holding on the fort here.
0: Yeah, preaching it
1: and teaching it, and had some guest speakers. Was kind of fun.
0: Yeah, Pastor and Dennis from Pastor Manual Dennis. Christ.
1: Yeah, good guy. I like Dennis. He's he, fun.
0: He just um, just handed the church off to a new pastor. Yeah, and he's a great guy.
1: This was—I think this was his first teaching gig after being retired oh, for wow. three
0: weeks. So yeah. Well, you know, it's fitting because when I became the pastor of this church, mm-hmm. he was the one and only pastor. In the area who reached out to me to uh, meet with me. That's because he's a nice
1: guy. He's a great guy. Yeah, yeah. he's and, a real Jesus uh, guy.
0: Yeah, I listened to the message. It was good, good, good stuff. So, are are you texting people over there? I am. Oh, I, I am texting my. We can't even we can't even put these devices away for just five minutes. I'm trying to find an answer to a burning question. Oh, I told you what the movie was: Three Coins in the Fountain, That's 1954. Not it. There's a modern version. Well. Uh, it's a. It's definitely a hallmark film that you and Missy have seen. I'm sure it is not. It is. Uh, what's her name? It's like Amy Irving or somebody's. Name. I don't, I don't know who that is. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, she's like the modern day Princess Bride. Okay. So we we don't we don't often like to uh, bring up the political thing, but I just I I laughed. Is there at this. something po- political? I laughed at this, and uh, I think it's worth bringing up at a, a, a recent congresswoman's town hall meeting. <laughs> oh, geez. <laughs> okay, yeah. I know what, I know what you're going to do. I could not believe this. It's not
1: even political. It's just crazy. It We've been just happened. here for
0: much longer because of the climate crisis. We only have a few months left. I love that you support the Green Deal, but it's not getting, it, you know, getting rid of fossil fuel is not going to solve the problem fast enough. A Swedish professor saying, you know, we can eat de- dead people, but that's not fast enough. So I think your next uh, campaign slogan has to be this. We got to start eating babies. We don't have enough time. There's too
1: much CO2. All of you, you're, you you know, you're pollutant. Too
0: much CO2. We have to start now. please. You are so great. I'm so happy that you really support a nuclear deal, but it's not enough. You know, even if we would bomb Russia, we still have too many people, too much pollution. So we have to get rid of the babies. That's a big problem. Just stopping having babies is not enough. We need to eat the babies, and this is very serious. Please oh, no, give a response. Okay, thank you. No, thank you. Thank you. I couldn't help yeah. myself. I I, I, I I mean, I I realized that she was trolling this whole thing, but this, see, this may at, be one of the funniest first, things ever. When I ever.
1: first heard the story, yeah, I thought it was some poor gal who was just beside herself. Yeah, and she was, you know, you know, people get really amped yeah, when yeah, they start yeah. to read stories and stuff. Oh, she had a shirt and everything. Oh, hysterical! Save what the planet,
0: eat the children. You're kidding. That's me. what the shirt said. <laughs> uh bombing Russia is not enough. we have to eat the babies, yeah,
1: that boy that was I don't think I'd run on that platform, <laughs> so yeah, is she going to be the next governor she's going to be the next
0: governor of California for sure, oh my goodness yeah. anyway yeah. wow that was that was something else that was here here is your new campaign slogan I can't believe save this. the planet eat the babies. <laughs> I showed that to my wife, and she she could not stop laughing. It was just it ridiculous. Oh, wow. Horrific. Maybe we shouldn't laugh at such how, things, but it was just Well, funny. no, it's just how far we have not it's come. It's hysterical. It's horrible. Well, what's so funny is on the video, you can see all these people looking at her like no one has a clue what to do or say. They're like deer in the headlights. It's like, how do we get... And then the the congresswoman up front, it's like, she's like, find me an exit. Please, find me an exit. Okay, but... It was great.
1: When you do this stuff, you've got to have some type of a plan for when the crazy people show up. Man, town I mean, halls
0: would be town halls would be rough
1: okay but i mean we have a plan
0: we do have a plan when crazy well she's definitely show. got security
1: yeah I, i'm just saying well, just not just so that but like there's what, a gal in the video what do you do when somebody comes up and they just start acting crazy on a obviously sunday service. they're not all right on a
0: sunday service yeah well i just let the security guys take them out <laughs> yeah, is that what it is they no, just did, no 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 well we haven't had it happen Thank God, I've I've had it happen a few engage. times. I I'd probably I, try to engage them. And, see, you know, that's talk. what I do. Yeah,
1: but I don't try to talk sense. Right. I play along.
0: Right. Oh well, that's dangerous.
1: Well, oh no, you play <laughs> along
0: with crazy. Oh yeah,
1: yeah, you yeah. play along with it till the security guys grab them and haul them out. But yeah. You have to have a plan. You just can't stand there like a deer in the headlights. Wow. Anyway. The name of the movie.
0: Oh, you got it now.
1: Is I I phoned a friend. You phoned a friend. I think don't I get three lamp three three line or uh, helps or whatever? Boy, we are going yeah. back to Regis, aren't we? Yeah, there we are.
0: Uh Win in Rome, like I said. When in Rome. That was the movie. Well, when in Rome, you eat lots of gelato at okay. Trevi Fountain. You eat some really good um the the best pizza we had was right next to the Coliseum. It was amazing. And then we had this epic pasta in the Jewish ghetto of Rome. Nice. And we had Jewish. Fried artichokes was really good. Really? Yeah. There's got to be a recipe. Somewhere. It was very nice. Did Siri just respond to something I said? I have no idea. Yeah. No. So the the artichokes were were really good, and we we enjoyed it. Okay. So we ate our way through Rome. Win in Rome. You there you go. Well. You That's a movie. Very. very I see. Because well. the reason I remembered is
1: I'm not a big romantic comedy guy. No. Chick flick. But I actually thought I that took that...
0: you for a big time chick flick. Guy. Oh yeah. Oh well, yeah. yeah.
1: That movie was actually kind of funny. And yeah. the other one is
0: with Amy Irving, Irving with... Uh, uh, See, the fact that you know the names of these movies and the names I of the know, actresses I just know that, I just, tells me you that's know the stuff a little bit more. That's yeah, just you're, the, you're, that's the only name I know? And now I know what you're guilty pleasure Well, I've pleasure seen it is. 18 times. The guilty pleasure is you watching chick flicks with your wife at home. Uh, Pride most, and Prejudice? Most, Pride and Prejudice. I've watched that. How many times? Sat down and meant to watch it? or Okay, wait. It, which version? Because there's three versions. There's the like... The ten million hour. Oh, BBC and you know this—the BBC oh, I've version, seen them all. right? Oh, okay, I've seen them all multiple times.
1: There's the one with that um, uh, Captain Jack Sparrow's girlfriend. Yeah, yeah, yeah. what's uh, her name? I don't know her name. Kira, whatever her name is. Yeah, yeah, that one. So she's in it.
0: That's the newest one. That's a new that's one. That's the the a shorter one too. One. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And then, if your wife says, "Hey, let's watch Pride and Prejudice," good. yeah, let's watch that one? one with the the pirate girl in it. Yeah, because yeah. that's a short one. That's a short one. <laughs> yeah, and then there's the um, there's the one with uh, what's the guy's name who? Uh, oh man. See, I'm not good with this stuff. Oh, Hugh, the British no, no. guy? No, not Hugh Grant, yeah. the other guy. I don't know. <sighs> there, it's yeah, yeah.
1: yeah. I, I all the I've seen all the Jane Austen ones. You know, pride who, who, and Prejudice. Who's your favorite? Who's your favorite? Sense character and Sensibility. And and uh, Dumb and
0: Dumber. Yeah, you know, that's a the, good British. Yeah, film. yeah. yeah. Um, I, I sent. Hold
1: on. Which, 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 which one are we talking about now? Pride and Prejudice. Pride and Prejudice. So I,
0: I like Mister Collins. He's horrible. He is, <laughs> he is horrible. The they make him out to be the worst, oh, worst guy, worst. so bad ever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. In fact, I Mr. sent Darcy. you guys. See, uh, I know all these. I know all these people. Is okay, Elizabeth so and Mister Darcy and just a just Mr. a and,
1: you know a little bit of a um, uh, a troll on you guys. So, on what guys? Who who's yeah, you? Yeah, the awesome pastors text thread the other day. Oh yeah. I sent this quote to see who would uh, know who would uh, uh, you know would know the quote. Country living is my ideal—a small
0: parish where I might do some good, keep chickens, and give very short sermons. Speaking of chickens, I think I was telling you yesterday about the article I read about the Costco uh, rotisserie chicken.
1: Yeah, they're a Costco force. Costco
0: sells a hundred million rotisserie chickens every single year in America. 100 million chickens. That's a lot of chickens. That's a lot of chickens. Wow. Yeah, they're manufacturing 2 million chickens a week for Costco. Manufacturing? Yeah, that's what they call it. Wow. Costco is officially in the chicken production business. They have a huge factory in Nebraska. And they are making their own chickens so that they can keep the rotisserie chicken at $4.99 because... It's a loss leader. It brings people into Costco. <laughs> no, yeah, well, brings people into Costco to buy uh, yeah. more stuff. Because I was
1: going to say, like, the raw chicken's like six bucks. You right. Know? Yeah. 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 Yeah.
0: So. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Well, hey, we got questions. We got a lot of questions now that we've. Man, this might gone, end up like, being a minutes. two-parter. It, it, probably, it probably. I can't believe be. people say we don't get to the point. Well, you know, we should probably give a little, a little, uh, what shall we call it? You know, disclaimer? A Preface a disclaimer. Preface. Ooh. Preface. That's in a book. If you if you want to skip to the questions, you can. Yeah. There's a fast forward button. We'll know though. Yeah. Yeah. We keep track of that stuff. Oh, yeah. We know who you are. Yeah. We'll know the skipper headers. Actually, we don't. we don't know who you are. We don't even know who our subscribers are. <laughs> Only the ones that come and talk to us. Yeah. Well, I know they're cool. They are. All right. Because it's the best podcast around. Okay. Number one. Does God hide things from the devil? Hmm. Things that make you go, hmm, mm. deviled eggs. Hmm, I'd hide those from the devil. What came first, the deviled mm-hmm. egg or the deviled chicken? I don't know. Yeah. Depends if Costco got a hold of them. Yeah, that's right. There Two million a week. You know, devil's food. Does God hide things from the devil? Yes. Yes. Well, God doesn't have to ask the devil. He doesn't his reveal his secret to the devil. No, heck, no, he doesn't mm. reveal the secret. It sure would seem that the devil is ignorant of God's plans. I mean. You know, God's plan and Jesus going to the cross, it seemed like the devil he thought he probably won on that one. Well, and the devil isn't uh what's that word? He's not the equal opposite of God. Yeah, he's not the equal opposite of God. He's behind he's not omniscient. A, no, and yeah. You know. no. He's not omnipotent. He's not omnipotent either, which I nope. love that word.
1: He's not any of those omnis. No, he's no, no. omni. Mm-mm. But uh, you know, he's so he's he's a a far fourth through the Father, Son, and the Spirit there. So And he's a loser. Big capital L. Loser. Now, he does copy the things that God does. Yes. So, you know, we've got the Christ. We've got an antichrist. We got, yeah. I mean, we've got some copycat things going on. Yeah. So So anyway. We don't like to yes. talk
0: about the devil so much because we like to talk about Jesus.
1: I get it. Yeah. I think it's good for people to know know what the devil does. I think they kind of forget. Yeah, it.
0: we should not be ignorant of his vices. That's correct. Paul said that. Yeah. Or Devices devices too this phone's a devil's that's device. not a devil device yeah, that's made by apple that's that's good stuff yeah, right there the company with the bike taken out of the apple android is devil's yeah. devices okay so we would say yes he does hide if you're listening the to us on an android device god bless you it's, yeah. it's good you're you're, gonna you're, be... you're you're sanctifying your device by listening to the, the questions podcast <laughs> you don't even have a word to Pat, say. no i you do to say. as
1: pastor chuck would say where uh, the bible no. is <laughs> silent uh so will i be you know, I, that's not in there. No nope. miles. No, it's uh, no chapter and verse for that one. <laughs> Sorry, buddy. Okay. So yeah, no numero dos. dos. Are we supposed to judge the church by the people?
0: Hmm. Another thing that makes you go, hmm, hmm.
1: why
0: well, don't, I don't necessarily know. if Do these people only to... believe
1: in science?
0: Hmm. No, probably not baptized. No, probably not. No. Uh, I don't know that you're necessarily supposed to, but I think people do. Absolutely. Absolutely, people judge the church by... How many times that. have you heard, yeah, I know a guy goes to that church. He was at this and this and this. I'm never going there. Mm-hmm. Oh, and, I mean, certainly Jesus taught that his followers would be known by the love that they have one for another. So, I mean, we should have a, a good reputation. Unfortunately, that's not always the case. No. 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 So... Huh. But should we judge? I think What is cross-connection known for? Donuts.
1: Got great donuts. donuts um. Yeah. But and the word judge can go both ways. I mean, you can be a negative, negative or a positive thing, right? Okay. You know. I mean, like you're like, hey, you know. So I think we can tell some things by a congregation, though. You can tell you can tell the things that the pastor holds in high regards and teaches from the pulpit about. Um, they're kind of like best practices, which I think is going to go along with our third question there, or fourth question, but. Uh, you can definitely tell some things about a congregation, you know, the past of the congregation, sometimes by what the congregation celebrates and really dives into and does. And so there's some things around here definitely that I see some things that reflect uh, what I feel are, are you know values that the leadership has here at the church. I definitely can see that at times. Uh, you know, service, dedication to reading the word. We we, we uh, have some joy. core values on yeah, the we website. have core values, and we'll talk. Our first about one those is joy. Minute. Oh, should we save that to number four? I think we save that to number four. four. So I think people will judge a church, but it's—I wouldn't. I'd be really careful when I'm judging a church just by a few outliers. Well, because the church is filled with sinners, people sinners like us. Yeah, and we make mistakes, and hopefully we're being transformed. Exactly, getting better all the time. So yes, okay. Yeah. Uh, so I think we'll shed a little more light on that on question four here. If you hit a wall on question number
0: three and you're stuck, how do
1: you get unstuck?
0: How do you get unstuck if you're stuck? Did this come from your message? Did you talk about something no. like this? No. Dennis, Pastor Dennis. I oh, Dennis. Oh, yeah, yeah, this. yeah, yeah.
1: You know. So
0: um, So let's define the
1: question a little bit so we I think we're answering the right so thing. So this is
0: kind of like hitting the proverbial plateau. Yeah, kind of spiritually stuck. Right, spiritually stuck. Yeah. You know, they, they had that saying. I don't remember who came up with it, but I've heard it before. I'm sure you have as well. If you're standing still, you're backsliding. Yeah. And so you don't want to kind of stand still. You want to be moving forward, progressing not Can't steer, can't steer a parked car,
1: those kind of things? Yeah,
0: yeah. The worst is when you meet someone and all they ever talk about is, you know, their experience with Jesus in the 1970s. It's like, well, have you experienced anything else in the last 40-plus years? Yeah. Back in the day. Back in the day. That's stuck. Yeah, they might be stuck in a rut. I think it was A.W. Tozer that wrote a book called Rut, Rot, or Revival. Ooh. Ooh. Yeah. Wow.
1: I think I'd heard it said the difference between a, a, a rut, rut and, and a grave, grave is the depth. The depth, yeah, I heard yeah, that too. So, yeah. I
0: don't know where that came from. We got all these sayings that we got. Groovy. So I, I got a verse that comes to mind. Okay, lay it on me. When uh, Jesus writes the letter to the church at Ephesus that had left their first love. mm he tells them in Revelation chapter two, verse five: "Remember, wherefore from where you have fallen, and repent, and do the first works; or else I'll come to you quickly and remove your lampstand from its place, unless you repent." So I think that's a good—that's a good first plan. If you're uh, if you're stuck in a rut, you don't want to backslide. Don't want to keep walking that rut into a grave. Repent.
1: So, what are some reasons you think that people get stuck?
0: Sin, I think uh, there's one. Yeah, sin definitely. Lack definitely, of, lack of. Uh, wanting to take steps of faith, lack of obedience. Yeah, yeah, all those things. So I think that's the first thing you got to repent. I think all of us go through periods of dry times in our walk with the Lord. There's different seasons with our walk with mm-hmm. the Lord, kind of like we live in a world that has seasons. There's times where it seems like everything's going great and there's lots of fruit. And then there's times where it's, you know, it's dry or drought. And, you know, you don't seem to feel like you're you're moving forward. But in those situations, I think, well, we're going to get to this a little bit more because it goes to the message that you gave talking about mm-hmm. setting your minds on things above things on eternity. Above, yeah. So that's part of the questions we'll be going through. So I think if, you, if you're if you in that place where you don't feel like you're progressing in your walk with the Lord, you do need to pray and ask God to search your heart like David speaks about. I think it's Psalm 139. And uh, allow the Lord to reveal if there may be some sort of sin that needs to be repented of, like in Revelation 2, 5. And then uh, go back to the, the normal practices of um, walking with Jesus. Prayer and reading the scriptures and devoting yourself to fellowship and to serving within the church. All those things that are spiritual disciplines and practices that are going to help you progress in your spiritual formation, to use a term from another podcast episode we had. Yeah. God wants to transform us more and more into His the likeness of his kids. He wants us to be like him, and so um, we should see that happening in our lives.
1: Right. And, and God's not stuck. No. So it's... Uh, and I, I think I like the way you hit on the seasons. Yeah. There are sometimes really seasons of great growth. Yeah. But there's also seasons of rest. That's a good point. And, you know, rest is a time... we, we got
0: a question on that, too.
1: We're still, we're supposed to be still. Yeah. And so... And it's
0: hard for us in this current cultural climate that always feels like it's going a billion miles an hour to, to be still. Yeah. It is hard to, to jump
1: off the train. That's for sure. Yeah. I'll jump off the train. So... Um, yeah, I think that's it. And then I think, you know, you know, obviously repentance. We talked, if you're involved in something, uh, you know, that's, you're not supposed to be. And I always say in the practical, sometimes trying some new things, stepping out and doing step some out things in faith, that you yeah. never Yeah. Step Absolutely. out in faith and do some new things. Join a service team. Yeah. And, and experience some new things because one thing leads to another. We know that, right?
0: And if you're a drummer, we could use your help. Exactly. Right. We need a drummer. Yeah. That's if you, uh, one listen to the podcast here in North County. Right. And you're yeah. not like in New York City or in jail. Oh yeah, yeah. you think drummers. some people in jail listen to a, a lot of drummers doing jail? Oh, yeah. There you go right. with the drummer, drummer jokes. jokes okay,
1: um, okay. Um, number four, Mark mentioned that we have traditions. What are our traditions at Cross Connection Church?
0: <laughs> yeah,
1: and I don't know that maybe traditions are the best word for it, but we can call it that. But every, I think, every church has traditions. Yeah, best practices things they do.
0: Well, yeah, I guess there's kind of some things that they do on a regular basis that are kind of part of the life of the church. Right. Um, I mean, we do communion every seven weeks. Every seven weeks we do communion. Some churches do it every four, some do it every Sunday. Some churches only do it once a year. Yeah. So, but
1: for us, every seven weeks seems to be the pattern. So that's kind of a tradition. That's tradition.
0: But I don't know that that was necessarily what you were thinking on this question.
1: Well, like the one thing we do that that, um, they don't... Connect groups are important. That's a tradition. One thing that we do at the church that's kind of a tradition, something that people have grown used to is... Let's say we have somebody that's part of a, a service team, right? Uh, kind of a, a higher profile person that people would really notice was gone. But I mean, just anybody who's serving here, Sunday school teacher. Um, we said, and they uh, move away. Yeah, and they move away, and which we don't like. No, we don't. We know, just had
0: we just had another couple.
1: Our buddy Frank and Christine. Frank and
0: Christine, yeah, moved to Spokane, Washington. Oh my goodness! And uh, but There's I, nothing good in Spokane, Washington. Can't be. He'll be back. I don't know. I've never been there. No. No. I know. It's probably great. I think it's probably got great hunting. Yeah. Maybe I should visit. It's just kind of check eastern Washington, right? Yeah. 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 Okay. I know you fly there into are trees. Spokane if there you're, are trees, if you're going to, is it Idaho or something? I don't know. Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Yeah,
1: So anyway, we, we like to bring people who are part of our community up when they go to, we're saying temporarily goodbye. Send them off with a blessing. Yeah. Send them off with a blessing and pray for them. And uh, because it's kind of like weird if you show up and you go, hey, where's so-and-so? Oh, well, they moved away two months ago and you didn't even know. So we do that. That's a tradition. Um, We pray for people that are going on missions trips sometimes, right? That's a tradition or a best practice, so to speak.
0: Yes, indeed. Yeah. Trying to think of any other traditions we have here. We we like to uh, eat good food. Is that a tradition? No, that's just a best practice. Best practice, yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. So, I kind of like, oh, well, we do Christmas. <clears throat> on the 23rd. Eve, Eve. Yeah, Eve, Eve. Or you like to call it Christmas Adam. Christmas Adam. Adam. became before Eve. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. And then uh, that's um, something we do that not everybody does. What else do we do? I don't know. Well.
1: You talked about traditions in your message? I just mentioned a couple quick things. I thought you listened to my message.
0: I did listen to it, but I listened to all three of them like in quick succession. Oh, uh, okay. So, it was just a blur. I'm sorry. It's okay. It was um, a good message. A good, uh, yeah. well, you blessed. were talking about eternity. I know we're eternity is about important Arthur stuff. Arthur Stace, I remember that. That's a great story. It is a great story. That's a great story. Yeah. And then I showed a picture of the bridge up at the end with eternity on it. That's like some real simple obedience that has a great effect on people's lives.
1: Well, from a simple guy. Yeah. Like it, I think a great story that really illustrates the fact that God can use anybody. Right. It's consistency. I mean, look at, he's using <laughs> well, us. Yeah. Uh, there you go. Well, we think. Proof. He
0: is. proof. We hope he is. No, we we're taking it by faith.
1: Okay. All right. All right. So that's it. So five, so I'll say that, and there are sure some that come. We also have best practices, mm. and so values, uh, values, and one of those is joy. joy,
0: excellence, yes, connection, connection, love, yeah, peace, yeah, unity, yep, worship and praise, yep. We want to bring others along? Yep. We're gonna to get to this later. Rest. We try to we try to not be too be too busy, so we can rest. Yeah, so and, and we want to be gracious. Exactly. Yeah,
1: but I think one of the things is like one of the things that strikes me is like joy. Yeah, you have these Christians that are watching
0: the news and they're so worried and they're upside down and it's just this. If there's and... something in your life that's making you anxious oh. and depressed, you might want to reevaluate whether or not that's a necessary part of your life. Well, it's just the message of the cross is one of hope and victory. Right, right. God wins in the end. He he's wins. going to be ruling and reigning. So and we're not going to have problems with Congress or. Eating babies or anything or like none that. None of that no. stuff. So, no. yeah. Climate change? Nothing. There's yeah. going to be some significant climate it's change. It's all <laughs> going to burn. <laughs> There's <are> going to be <laughs> some, some climate warming. change. For-
1: <laughs> <laughs> As a Boudreaux would say, uh, oh, what, kind of, what kind of climate change are we talking about?
0: A fiery, yeah. fiery yeah, climate There's Peter I, talks about I that. know it's
1: hot. I heard it's humid,
0: too. <laughs> boil, boil. Like
1: the cayenne yeah. pepper for the
0: soul. So, yeah. We were having a – Boudreaux would like this. We were having a shrimp boil a couple oh, months ago the shrimp boil the we, best. we like to have shrimp boils around the De Benedictus family Cajun, my mom does that you even Cajuns so she got this little this little vial is maybe only like 3 ounces of this red liquid that you pour into your thing and it's like concentrated fire what are, it's a, the cayenne so i'm reading the back of this thing and you're to put like it come with a warning you're label you're supposed to put like tablespoons my mom just takes it and takes that top and just pours the whole thing. I said, whoa whoa whoa, 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 wait, wait. a second. It's yeah. hot. I don't think you want to do but that. It, but it good, though. Holy moly. It was hot. You talk hot. about,
1: you know, having to pray for your innermost pots. Man, oh, man. Okay. Man. Anyways, should we uh, move on to yeah. question okay. five? Yeah, okay. So, yeah. Um, what are ways I can practically be eternally minded every day? I think that's a good question. Mm-hmm. And he come to this your goes
0: right to your message. Yeah. Right to your message. Well, the passage you were referencing was Colossians three, right? Right. So um I was I was taking a gander at Colossians three just a little bit earlier. That's a great section of the Bible. You know what the whole book of Colossians is really yeah, good. Yeah, there's some good stuff in there. And um, you know, he says, If then you were raised with Christ, so that means you're a Christian. Right seek those things which are above where Christ is sitting at the right hand of God set your mind on things above not on the things of the earth so this is the earthly mm-hmm. or heavenly minded thing but then he goes on in the later part beginning at verse 5 and he gives us a whole long list of practical do's and don'ts right put off the old man put on the new man put away lying put away uncleanness put away fornication put away idolatry covetousness put on um you know kindness and uh forgiveness and all these so I, I think that one of the things to be uh, eternally minded is to do exactly that. Put away the, the fallen nature of the old man that is earthly and carnal. And put on the new man. It's created in righteousness. Walk in obedience as God enables you by his Spirit to do so. And uh, and to, in uh, setting your mind on things above, put God's word deep in your heart. And so those are some things that come to my mind. I what get, about you? Uh, no,
1: I agree 100%. And it, it's all laid out there. And I think, is it with any, let's say this is a new habit, we're going to say, right? Like, all of a sudden, I'm a Christian, and then how do I be eternally minded? And you go back to that verse, and it gives us some really strong points of what to do. And, and sometimes it's the things you're not doing. But as with anything you do, when we were talking today about riding bikes and running and things like that, the more you do it, the easier it gets. True. Very true. And it's kind of like that uh, the you movie, The, the Karate Kid, you know, wax on, wax off. Things become a reflex after paint a while. Paint the fence. Yes, paint the fence. Yeah. Things become a reflex after a while too, as far as you know your reactions become more godly as you're spending more time with the Lord as you're taking that, that disciplined time. So I think praying in the morning is important to just clear Spiritual your head and disciplines and practice center your heart and ask the Lord to have you think like that, to continue to change your heart and so and one of the things that we get robbed of in our cultures, we're so busy, we really don't get to sit down and really think about things. And so a lot of the things that we go awry, I love that word, Mm. are when we're not sitting down and really thinking of things spiritually and how they add up to eternity. We don't slow down long enough to go, "Wow, I need to pray about this for a minute. And so so slowing down is another discipline that you have to have to be able to um, think eternally. So those are part of the discipline part of it. But yeah, it's as easy as just saying how does this work out eternally? This decision. Look, it's mostly decisions how you're processing these decisions and purposing in your heart who you're going to serve and what you're going to do with your time. And and then I think a lot of, another good thing is to sit back and go, what did I do with my day today?
0: Mhm. This I is ha- where a uh, you know, a lot of people have this spiritual discipline or practice of journaling, taking some time at yeah. the end of the day to think through, you know, what's kind of gone on and what is God doing in the midst of those circumstances and situations you're going through in your day. It's a a good practice. Right. And ideally, when we become Christians, our goals,
1: our thought process, all those things should change. I mean, it's great that before you're a Christian, maybe you wanted to be very wealthy. But all of a sudden in the kingdom of heaven, being wealthy for you really doesn't add up to anything. In fact, we know that there's really kind of a prohibition against being wealthy, just to be wealthy, to spend it on you. So looking at those 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 goals and those aspirations and realizing, and I joke around, there's a guy in the fellowship, uh, uh, Steve Teakin, I joke with all the time. And I say, hi, he, he'll say, hi, I'm Steve and Jesus ruined my life. <laughs> and we joke around about it better. because we, yeah, well we all had something in our mind what our lives are going to look like. Right. And then after we got saved, our goals changed. Yeah. Our Everything we valued changed. And that's a big part of being eternally minded is looking at that and going, you know, maybe I wasn't going to... Maybe maybe that's not the best thing eternally, looking at your life and going, okay, what are the goals that God's given me? And mm-hmm. how do these... And I think that's a really good way to kind of shape how you think and how you move forward. You just have to think differently Yeah. than you used to. Uh, your heart should change and so should your
0: thoughts. And now the, the, the next question is very near to this one because it okay. says, can you be too eternally heavenly minded that you are no earthly good? Hmm... Taking that literally, I would say no. Mm-hmm.
1: Now I have like I've you've probably met the guy that knows every verse in the Bible, but he won't go out and get a job and take care of his family. Right. That guy is not heavenly minded. Right. The guy's lazy. Yeah. Okay. Second Thessalonians mm-hmm. talks about that. Yes. I mean, worse than an unbeliever. Mm. Uh and so that's not being heavenly minded. So uh that's being
0: lazy. Yeah, and I mean, this is a saying that's been around the church for a while, that you don't want to be too heavenly-minded, that you're no earthly good. I personally haven't met that person. Yeah, I haven't met that guy. Um, And I think in our current cultural moment here, at least in Southern California, uh, that's not the problem people are facing. I think this is why you preached the message on eternity. That was kind of what God was speaking to your heart, right? Right. I I was seeing people make decisions not
1: based on eternity, and the fact that um, even some of the people that I've, you know, over the years had the privilege to serve with are like, bro, are you thinking about what this looks like in eternity for people? Mm -hmm. And so we all think we have to, especially those of us in the ministry, we need to be very much assessing when we make these decisions on what does this look like in eternity, not just for me, but for the people that I'm ministering to. And uh, so how we build our families, our ministries, all those things. And, you know, especially you men out there, I really speak to these men, out there, you need to really be thinking about this as your career goals, how you manage your family, how you manage your own time, the things that you value, all those things. You need to really need to think about these in the equation of eternity because
0: especially if your kids are still living at home because they're watching the way that you lead in, yes, that, they do. in a big way. Yes they do. They're gonna follow your lead.
1: Yes. They're not gonna do what you say. They're gonna right. do what you do. Right.
0: They're gonna follow the way that you right. like
1: and so we and we mess that up too. Thankfully there's grace in that but right. I, I think it's really, really important to to do that because I want to hear those words well I, done yeah I mean I may cross the finish line and smell like smoke but I'd like to I'd like to think of, I'd like to hear those words well done I'd like to know that I use my time well my energy my assets and my time well so yes
0: I agree with that yeah so that's my thought number seven I believe we're at yes number seven. Oh, this is a good one
1: Ooh. Ooh. Oh,
0: the truth is out there over the deserts of Nevada. Yeah, Area 51. Oh, man. There is a lot more talk recently about UFOs. 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 Are they real? Mm. If so, are they from other planets
1: or dimensions? Mm. How should a Christian think about these?
0: Have you ever seen an unidentified flying object? (laughs) Um, <laughs> I made my dad once. There
1: was an I made my dad really mad one time. There was an unidentified flying object, and it hit me at a velocity that was staggering. Uh,
0: yes, it was otherworldly. There is a lot of stuff in the news lately about yeah. This there stuff. is. Is yeah. the
1: UFOs like a new deal? When I was in the kid, like a kid in the '70s, there's a lot of UFO programs.
0: Yeah. Uh, I I don't know about you, but I would opt for the view that if there is such a thing as ufos i've never seen one but i i would opt for them probably being interdimensional other than extraterrestrial uh so i kind of don't think that they're necessarily from other planets maybe um i don't really think there are beings from other planets i could be wrong because i don't know all things but I, i would say interdimensional versus extraterrestrial and so what i'm saying is i think that you know, there are spiritual beings that live in other dimensions, and maybe they can do some sort of interdimensional travel. Um, there are some people who read Ezekiel chapter one that talks about this, you know, vision that Ezekiel had of a wheel within a wheel. A wheel within the wheel. All these different colors. That was on the UFO program stuff. in the 70s. Was it really? Yeah, they actually quoted I Ezekiel. No, I oh, know. wow. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So. Um, Could this be what he saw? Yeah. Yeah. You know, there was this There's angels? Show. They're there, kind of extraterrestrial. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. I think interdimensional, not extraterrestrial. Okay. Um, but there was this show, uh, Ancient UFOs or something on the History Channel. Do you remember this? I remember the show. I never watched it. Okay. They used to go through all... They had some really funny people with crazy hair. that would They'd interview these people. <laughs> experts. UFO experts. And they always had like spacey hair, you know? Wow. Uh, yeah. And uh, they, they would bring in <laughs> passages from the Bible. Genesis chapter 6, the Nephilim. I love it. I love it. Sons of God, daughters of men, Ezekiel chapter 1, all that sort of stuff. So, yeah, I don't think extraterrestrial. I think interdimensional. But who knows? The Bible doesn't say anything mm. about extraterrestrials. E.T.? I mean, I got an opinion. Elliot. <laughs> Elliot. Elliot. Yeah. yeah. Reese's, Reese's Pieces, man. Mm. Mm-hmm.
1: Well, down on the swamp, I seen some things. That was <laughs> some unidentified flying out. Unidentified and flying. Now, I will and... say,
0: so Andrea's grandfather, he was a cool guy. Max Jesperson. He flew B 17s on the bombing of Berlin. Ooh, he flew the F one Oh four was friends with Chuck Yeager. He flew in, he flew the right in Korea. stuff. He's a big cheese. He flew the F four in Vietnam. Mm hmm. Flew planes for a long time. So we were, we were having Rubio's fish tacos one night and I asked him, so did you ever see any UFOs? And he kind of lit up. He had some interesting stories, things that he saw while he was flying. Uh, Hmm. I, yeah, I I think
1: it it always kind of like on the whole, because I guess they spend money looking for UFOs.
0: Well, the whole uh, SETI, SETI, Search for Extraterrestrial Intelligence, they spent a lot of money for that uh, radio telescope array out in New Mexico. You ever seen that thing? I've heard about it, Man, my dad and I, we were driving through New Mexico one time. We drove past that thing. It just goes on and on and on and on forever. It's pretty amazing. Huge, big satellite dish radio telescopes. But yeah, they... They started that whole thing to try and find signals from other planets because if you can find a uh, a a clear signal of some sort of information, then they say, Well, that's information is generated by intelligence. Which is fascinating because the same people who believe that information originates from intelligence think that the information in the cell called DNA was just random chance and mutation over billions of years. Yeah. But hey, you know, whatever, you know, whatever floats
1: yeah. your boat. I, I'm just like we can't take care we can't take care of the intelligent life we have here. On this planet, and we're spending. Well, like that's why. That's why Elon Musk is going to
0: take us to Mars, man. We got to be interplanetary. Wow. We're going to drive Teslas on Mars with SpaceX. Really? Yeah, yeah. All right. Absolutely. Well, I'm doing my part. Okay. I started going to a new taco shop. That's kind of like going to Mars. Yeah. Yeah. Not exactly. We but after okay.
1: the ride, we we we've got a new taco shop. I was getting Autobotta poisoning. I had eaten so much Autobotta So this is dangerous. I went over to a place called Cheetos.
0: And, and this this has to do with extraterrestrials and other well, planets happen. other
1: planetary stuff. Right. I'm just saying, I'm doing my part. I'm on the cutting edge exploration. All right. Boldly going where, well, some other fat guys have gone before. But anyway, it was good. All right. So
0: so I suggest. UFOs.
1: Swamp gas. No, no, I, I think heard. we've moved on from that. Okay, we'll move on with to, UFOs. But
0: I, I suggest we do one more question and we'll delay the rest of them for next week's episode. Because we but, got lots of questions. Yeah, there. that's crazy, huh? Number eight. Other dimensions.
1: There are angels. Those that's would seem kind of ufo Like lead. I said, interdimensional, yeah. not extraterrestrial. Okay, we'll get that. Yeah. So you want the last? Number eight. Wow, that's a big one. Can you explain the basic flow of church history from Jesus to the Catholics, Orthodox, and the Protestants? Miles,
0: Great. go. Great question. Okay, I'm going to give a little plug for another podcast created by my good friend Lance Ralston, Calvary Chapel Oxnard. He has a church history podcast. He's got 30,000 subscribers. All pastors. No, I don't think so. No. Uh, but Is he giving stuff away? How do we get 30? Well, mean, he's been doing a lot longer. We're than way we funnier, though. He's got hundreds of episodes. We've okay. got 35. You're
1: taller for sure.
0: Yeah. But um, yeah, so just search in your podcast app for Lance Ralston, L-R-A-L-S-T-O-N. He's got a great podcast that gives good Good information on church history. But the quick, high flyover. The 7 grab a Slurpee and a hot dog version. So the question says, from Jesus to the Catholics to the Orthodox to the Protestants. So, th- so this person who asked this question, they do a good job of identifying yep, the different kind of periods of church history. If yes. Want. Okay, so in the first century, we have the death, burial, resurrection, and ascension of Jesus. Ten days after the ascension of Jesus— The Holy Spirit is poured out, and the church starts. So we go from B.C. to... We're still in A.D. This is like 32 A.D., AD, somewhere maybe right around there. So So the the Spirit is poured out on the day of Pentecost. The church is birthed. We have, this is Acts chapter 2. The next 26 chapters of the book of Acts basically covers about the next, yeah, 30, 34, 35 years of history. Brings us to the middle 60s A.D., and then in 70 A.D. What big thing happened in 70 A.D. in Jerusalem, you remember? 70 A.D., Titus, the Roman... Oh, the uh, there was overthrow. He destroyed the temple in August of 70 A.D. Oh, and, knocked uh, that baby down. Yeah, destruction of the temple from 70 A.D. until the end of the first century. You have the remainder of the New Testament that is being mm. written. No uh, stone left upon one another yeah, type yeah. thing. Yeah. We just finished going through John's epistles, 1st, 2nd, and 3rd John here on Good Sunday mornings. And John probably wrote those in the mid-90s A.D. And so that was the, the last books to be written probably of the New Testament. And then that brings us into the 2nd century A.D., 2nd century A.D., uh, you have the beginning of kind of the compiling of the New Testament as a whole, and uh, you have kind of the uh, initial articulations of the doctrine of Mm -hmm. Christ, you know, the the true nature of Jesus, that he is fully God, fully man, so that's kind of argued over and uh, um, stated in the 2nd century A.D., the nature of the Trinity, the nature of God, the Father, Son, Holy Spirit is really established in the second century AD. Then it brings you into the, the third and fourth centuries. And this is when a lot of that stuff gets uh, codified. You hear about ecumenical church councils when the yep. church councils were coming together. Uh, you have kind of the Council of Nicaea and these big, the Nicene Creed and the Apostolic they're Creed. They're trying to get legit and write stuff they're, down. They're pulling things together. These are the things that we believe. And this is the third and fourth century BC. In the fourth century BC, uh, the Roman Empire was still going, but you have this emperor by the name of Constantine that comes along. And Constantine, he converted to Christianity, and um, now he he basically makes this decree that um, Christianity is no longer a, a forbidden, if you will, religion. Um, and in some ways, Christianity becomes kind of like the new state religion. And this is when you see within the Roman Empire a mixture between Christianity and uh, kind of the Roman culture. Romanity yeah. Pagan, pagan yeah. culture. Mm-hmm. And this is over the next several you know centuries, this is where you see the growth of uh, what we would probably refer today as Roman Catholicism. And you have two basic bases for Christianity at the time of Constantine. You have Rome in the West, and you have Constantinople in the East. And these things continue for several hundred years until in the 11th century, 1054 a.D. you have this thing called the Great Schism. And Ooh. this is where you have the divide between East and West. So now you have the Roman Catholic. Catholic, I said it like German, so yeah. That's oh, how the Germans oh, Well, say. The, in Spanish culture, it's the Catholicos. Yeah, that's yeah. German, Catholic, yeah. okay. Catholic. So Roman Catholic in the in the West with the Pope, Vatican, the whole deal. The Vatican wasn't there yet. But anyways, you have that that thing in the West, and then you have Constantinople in the East. This is the divide mm. between Roman Catholic. And Eastern Orthodox. And when I say Eastern Orthodox, think Russian Orthodox, Greek Greek Orthodox, Armenian, and all these different Orthodox. Funny hats. Yes. And they don't have a Pope. They have a Patriarch. Ooh. Yeah. So that's 1054 AD. And uh, so Constantinople and Rome. Uh, About 40 years after that, that's when the Crusades start. They keep going for the next couple hundred years or so. Yeah, those went on a while. Yeah, they do. And you have this huge divide between East and West, Orthodox, Catholic. And, uh, Constantinople, Rome, ultimately, Constantinople fell to the Turks in the 13th century AD and Constantinople got changed to Istanbul. Oh, you've been to Istanbul, right? I've been to Istanbul. I've been to Constantinople. There you go. Wow. The Byzantine empire. You heard of the Byzantine empire? Yes, I have. That was all Eastern church. Uh, it basically Byzantine empire basically, uh, is gone it ends there in the 13th century at the uh, fall of constantinople to the turks and um becomes istanbul has been istanbul ever since and then you fast forward several hundred years and then you come into the major point would be for the 15th 16th century ad this is the protestant reformation probably the biggest date and the biggest name is going to be martin luther in 1517 yeah and uh he, um that's where you have kind of the, the beginning mark of the Protestant Reformation. So that's kind of the, the quick sweep from, you know, the, the origin of the church to Roman Catholic to Orthodox to Protestant. And uh, so by the end of the 16th century, you have three major branches of Christianity, Orthodox, Catholic, and Protestant. And now lots of Protestant denominations. Right. A lot of different flavors. Yes. And words up on the screen. Yes. Yeah. And videos. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Wow. That was all in one breath. Breath, I didn't take a breath. That was, that was really good. It was yeah. An amazing reason. In a nutshell. In a nutshell. But listen to Lance Ralston's podcast and you'll get the in-depth, all the peoples. So what's the code word this week? Like,
1: we're history? What? <laughs> man, oh man. I'll tell you.
0: When in Rome, what? Hmm. Interdimensional. Ooh, inter- di- Oh yeah, that Not sounds like something. extraterrestrial. A, interdimensional.
1: Interdimensional. That's that's gonna be the word, the code word. Hey, so um,
0: Halloween is coming up. Yeah, we got harvest, harvest people, parties, houses, neighborhood harvest parties. So if
1: you're hearing this, people, what you do is you, if you're in a really good trick or treat neighborhood, you know, don't shut off your lights and be lame. Let's throw a party out in front of your house with some cocoa and some coffee and give away candy and games and meet your neighbors and invite them to church. So let's leverage an unholy holiday and use it for the Great Commission. What do you say?
0: Then I We do one in my neighborhood. Yeah. And uh, my wife's really into this whole thing. She wants us all dressing up. Nice. So So I got a costume. Oh, yeah? Yeah. What are you going to be? Well, this will give you a little hint. To infinity
1: and beyond.
0: Apparently, I'm going to be Buzz Lightyear. Wow. I've been told. Okay. Yeah. And what's she wearing? Um, maybe she's Bo Peep. I have no idea. <laughs> I know that Evangeline, Evangeline is uh, Jesse. Okay. Elliot is Woody.
1: Oh, the Bo Peep from from the thing. Okay, I was going to say there's Jesse. Okay,
0: all right. Uh, Yeah, so Evangeline's Jesse. Elliot is Woody. I guess I'm Buzz Lightyear. I think Andrea is Bo Peep. Cool. I have no idea. I got told. Told. Voluntold. Voluntold, yeah. Oh, there you go. Yep. All right, well.
1: Interdimensional. Interdimensional. That's what I want to
0: hear. Well, we're back. back. We are. Here we are.
1: Much to some chagrin.
0: Yeah, we did get to some questions. We did. Eight questions. That's a lot of questions. We had 13. That would have gone on way too long. Yeah, well, next week we'll get- More questions next next week. Next week, yes. We'll be back. All right, everybody. Tune in next time. Adios.